Hello, and welcome to episode 231 of the Gaming Fix podcast on July 16th, 2022. I'm your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. The Wet Gamer, a.k.a. your partner's favorite anime figure. I'm joined today by Allison. Why are you starting with me when you know this is hard for me? <laughs> Gotta start with the hard question. <laughs> I... I can I can do something about Linux if you prefer. Oh no! Um, You've had time to study on that one, so uh, <laughs> we've been. Well, I I have a thing. Well, okay, so I I I've started collecting anime figures. It is a giant uh, um, rabbit hole that I should not have gone down based off of the how expensive they can be. Um, but I have one that is. Uh, of Madoka from Madoka Magica, and she's and it's a, it's a very cute figure for being a show full of so much uh, sadness and despair. And I'm like, I, I, I appreciate this is from some alternate universe where she's just happy and having a good time, and you know, it, that's all you can wish for. Sure. And also joining us today is Pat. I thought for sure we were scrolling and looking at. Drill tweets for. I figured out my favorite drill tweet. I thought that's where it was. I am ninety nine percent sure we have already done favorite drill tweet. Have we? Yeah. I am ninety nine. I mean, we we could do it again, but. Um. Anyway, my favorite anime figure is this one eighteenth scale Mercedes AMG, uh, Mm GT three card that I found from that is from Good Smile Racing. <laughs> because they make Nendoroids and uh, they also yeah. sponsor our racing team. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Good Smile is a good company. I, I, I have a number of their figures, and they, they yes, make some good stuff. They have a fucking good. They they have they put Miku on the race car, and that is something I also like to do is put Miku yeah. on a race car. Put so, anime anime have... people on a race car. Yes, anytime that I don't have. For a lot of cars, my team, we have like team liveries that someone's made because mm-hmm. um, we have a few, we have a couple of professional graphic designers, one of whom actually makes race car liveries professionally. Um, and then we have a, a few people who are just like, they do it as a hobby because they're, they have a good eye for design. And uh, so there's, we have like official team liveries for a lot of cars, but whenever we don't, it's <laughs> off to the trading paints to find a Miku livery to put on uh- off to the anime minds. Yeah, yeah. You can put whatever you want on your car in iRacing. Because it's well, a third-party service that does all of the paints. So, I mean, you everybody could uses it. turn your car into whatever you want in Trackmania. You could have Sonic and Eggman running around on those tracks. I guess. I've, I've done it. I've run around those tracks of Sonic. But then you would Why just, wouldn't you? You should, just, you should just drive. You should just be, be Miku directly yeah and I nobody mean, else can see can it unless dream. they download it no no it's it's just it's there and everybody can see it <laughs> i i don't remember how I it works but it, it true it, in it, every track mania uh in track mania stadium it was it's not i don't think you can do that in the most recent track mania. probably not but that you can do it and it'll show up on your screen but you yeah no, well that's no it, got, that's why track mania stadium is still superior I actually yeah, haven't checked in on Trackmania in a while, so I don't good. know how it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, but I can't. I cannot say whether Stadium is still better than the current one. But it's fair. 
I mean, it lets you be Sonic, so. And other people have to see your dumb ass running around. Yeah, basically, uh, with as long as you don't do anything that would get you banned from trading paints, which is the iRacing paint service, <laughs> then you can put whatever you want on the car. But What would get you banned? God, if you just put, like, a big old penis on the car or something, or, like, if you... I think if you if you say like I think it's one thing if you have if it says like fuck somewhere on the car and like little uh-huh. letters, but if you were to make a whole livery that just said fuck all over, I mean the point is that it's supposed to be like it's like tessellated all over the car. Yeah, like it, if it's something that would like not fly on a real racetrack, mm-hmm. then it probably mm-hmm. would. But although I won't get into it, I've seen some pretty. I've seen some liveries, man, <laughs> that haven't gotten people banned yet, so I don't know. Well, uh, maybe we'll get into that off the air, perhaps, but uh, in the meantime, today we've got some games to talk about. We played them. Uh, Allison did dive into her homework. I did. Uh, today, at least, she started, uh, picked <laughs> up a few games, you know, she's a- procrastinator but i guess not today it was yesterday yesterday you started you know not uh you weren't you know before the podcast sneaking in a couple minutes you you did your due diligence uh and you started your resident evil journey with resident evil 7 yeah yeah a hell of a place to start (laughs) well you guys recommended i i I, I saw that the Resident Evil games were on sale on Steam, and I thought, well, I have no excuse not to do it right now. So I picked up uh, Resident Evil 1, um, the 2 remake, and then Resident Evil 7. It doesn't look like Village is on sale. So um, it, was, you know, it was all really pretty cheap, so I was like, cool, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to get started with Resident Evil 7. And that game is, is, is a scary um, mm-hmm. But I'm really enjoying it, and uh, it's really it's really good. It's just, um, it it was that that first hour where you're just like wandering around this house and you're just like have zero power at all. You're it's it's yep. very very scary. Get incredibly there's, weak. There's, there's a specific point where in our in our gaming group chat i was like i have ammo but no gun what am i supposed to do now <laughs> you're supposed to throw Survive. the bullets yeah and then, and then there's like this guy who's taunting you and you're just like i don't want to do this but it's a very well-made game and i'm very interested in seeing where it goes so i'm i'm gonna push through um and i and and Pat said that I think he thinks I've passed the scariest of it. So um. it's it's hard to say. Like I don't know if I would say it is the your past. Nothing is like worse than yeah. what right. you've seen so far. Is what I would say. There's okay. other parts that are definitely tense and and, yeah. and and scary, but nothing. I think that initial before everything pops off, that initial stuff in the house. Oh, that like, is the worst. Where you're like, really, you don't really... know when it's going to pop off. You know yeah. it's going to, but you're walking into this house and you're just like, dude, yeah. fucking forget Mia. She's not worth it. Like, go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, go um, home. There's like, there's like all these, there's a lot of like really gross shit that's over here. It's like, run away. Like, and, you don't need to be going to this house. Yeah. So that was, yeah. That was just like, it was really good tension. Like, it, it, it did a very good job of, um, 
building that tension where I'm like, yes, I know this is going to pop off sooner or later. I don't know when, but I know it it will. So I'm just walking around this creepy house going like, uh, don't want to be here. For most of the encounters later on, you that are unsettling, you at least are like armed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you run out of ammo completely, then that's can be frustrating, but yeah, and and that's like the the thing that's I, I I've I've always heard people talk about with Resident Evil, but it's very accurate is that it, you do have to think about using your ammo very wisely, and when you realize oh I have zero ammo, and the crafting allows your um one of the one of the materials overlaps with healing and yep. weapons, and you just stare at it going. Fuck, I have no health and no ammo. What am I going to do? This will... One of the main criticisms levied at Resident Evil 7 is that a lot of that tension goes away later in the game because you just become so well-equipped that it's basically never a problem once you get to a certain point. But I'm really interested to see how you feel about the last third of that game because a lot of people don't like it i think it's awesome i really enjoyed it and i'm in the extreme minority because most people like very few people actually like it well Um, i think it i think the um pacing of it going to more of being well equipped makes sense for that just because there there becomes a certain point where you're a little bit desensitized to the mm -hmm. scares totally you're just like it's like like when um the father jumps out and he's like, I'm not actually dead. And you're just like, this might as well happen. Like, this yes. is... You, you, yeah. you, like, it's spooky, but you're just like, oh, fucking course you're still alive. Like, fuck off. It's For like, what you, it's you, worth, like, I think that they do get... There's a couple parts later on where they do get you again, where it's like, this is a new thing that's freaking me out that is, that yeah. is around. But, uh, yeah, I think the fact that you've seen that, that's like... It's not necessarily any worse than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, like, yeah. But you're like, yeah. motherfucker. Like, there, there were a couple of times playing, like, near the end of my, my play session last night where I'm just like, of course, uh, of course a monster's going to jump out of that thing. Because why wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what, what, like, of course this is how it I wouldn't, works. I wouldn't call Resident Evil particularly subversive. Like, I don't think, not in terms of the the encounter and level design. Some of the story elements certainly can be, but generally it is like, oh, there's probably going to be something that pops out of there, and, and, and then, nine sure times enough. out of ten it pops out. And it's fine, I'm not being critical of it. That's like... Yeah. It, it, that, well, it's like, the, it, it, I mean, that it, gets it came you to up with that. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and it gets they, you to anticipate where you're just like, I don't want to, like, I was, I was talking to Audrey where I'm like, I'm in the safe room. Do I have to leave? Can I just like live <laughs> you the do rest have of that my life? Like a lot. That's yes. that is every fucking Resident Evil game. You're just like, yes. oh, thank God I'm here. I'm just going to turn this game off forever. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's akin to Dark Souls in that way of like, yeah, making it to a new bonfire. Uh. You're just like, oh, thank fucking God. And you look, I'm staring at this door, and I'm like, I have zero weapons. What am I supposed to do? I I just don't want to leave. Because I know scary dads out there, uh-huh. and then I and then I fight. You finally do it. You get a knife, and and Ethan's like a knife, and I'm like, no, 
No, Ethan. Take the knife. Oh my god, oh, it's you... so it's so exciting. You also get to experience the dumbest man. <laughs> Ethan's like in the history oh my of video god, games. Ethan, like there's like the in a funny where... way. It's always entertaining. There's the point where you see the cop in the window, and he's like, "I'm like Ethan. You can handle this better." He's like, "There's been missing persons reports." I'll just just say I'm one of them. I am one of the missing people. Yes, be out of here. Yep. Like, hey, yes. he's a cop. He's only got so much IQ to you know go around. To, to be fair, well, there you was know. a point where the dad was like, I was like pigs, and I'm like, yeah, what a mood. Um, <laughs> and, uh, well, also, I mean, you've gotten past the garage fight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that didn't end well for him. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, is that the uh, you know? <laughs> Yep. I mean, when you, you know, say the dumbest man alive, you could either mean the the police officer yeah. or you could mean Ethan Winters. Ethan, <laughs> Ethan Winters yeah. is pretty stupid. Yeah, but um, he's like, what am I going to do with the knife? And I'm like, oh, man. Ethan, I'm... Ethan, my God, there are, there, you've seen multiple things that you can only access by cutting. Like, <laughs> you dumb idiot. Like, take, like, yes, you want the gun, but take the fucking knife. Like, <laughs> Please, for the love of God. Knife. Yeah. Please, for the love of God, like... You've you've had a pocket full of bullets. Like you could use something that actually has some value. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that it, it's 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 interesting too because I I've seen a couple of playthroughs of this game uh, like a long long time ago. So it's been it's been years at this point. So I vaguely remember, also skip like, probably skip a lot of the story if you're watching speed runs. Yeah, so I it, I I didn't really get the story of it and. Mm-hmm. I, it's really I interesting, mostly, actually. Yeah, because it, it, no, it's a good story so far. I'm really, I'm, I'm really invested. Like, I'm, I want to know mm-hmm. what's happening, and it's interesting too because I remember, um, I feel like in one of those speed speed runs or something, they make a joke of like, "Haha, this uh, first aid stuff, you can just pour it on and it just fixes everything." But that's like a plot point, and now I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. This is interesting because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was the, just like, the... "Ha ha ha!" You can just pour this on your on your arm and you get better. But then it's like your your leg gets your whole ass leg gets cut off, and then you have to. Okay, so you saw that. You saw that. That yeah. is that is not like a guaranteed thing. I saw that like once when I was really? playing. Yeah, and I died when it happened. I was like, oh, uh, "Excuse," and I was I like, "I I, I picked up the. Like... I thought I was dead, and I so I kind of laid there. I was like, "Wait, I could still move," and I crawled over, and picked I up the leg. I was like, "What the fuck?" I thought that was. <laughs> Yeah. I thought that was like a scripted thing where it's like where he no. has, he's like you can fix it and then I fixed it and I was like god damn it and and then, and then I got out of there. Uh huh. Booked it yeah, out. Yeah, you if you, he doesn't always cut the cut the leg off. Uh, oh. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, so I'm, I'm glad that you saw that. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it as well. I think arm... I died when I had happened. Mm-hmm. It, it is very it. like the just like oh shit this is the kind of game this is like. Because Resident Evil has always been like is very campy. Like four had some beheading stuff in it. Yeah. I was gonna say four when you get rushed by a chainsaw guy the first time and they cut yeah. you off. That was yeah. I yeah. played four. Four was one of the first mature rated video games that I like went to the store and bought and like I was allowed to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like Jesus Christ! Like I did not play it yeah. for a few years because it freaked me out too much. That, that <laughs> happened. <laughs> uh yeah that that game was so yeah that stuff happens and then f- 
five and six, they, they're not as, like, gruesome in, like, the dismemberment way. Because they're mostly just, like, action games. And mm-hmm. seven and, like, the basically the modern slate the, uh, are just very... <laughs> Very gruesome and grotesque. Where, uh, yeah, your arm there's a, there's a part in Resident right Evil away. Two Remake where, like, early in the game, where I was like, "Ooh, God, ooh, why are you showing me this?" Yeah, yeah. That was that was me with the the, the cop in his face. Uh huh. Yeah, that was, sure. That, yeah, that, that was real gross. Yeah. Um, there is uh the it happens in Res. There is a it is a cop in Resident Evil Two also early yeah, on. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. You go into a room and his his head is just like. Completely gone, spiralized. It's like a gory, Mm. spiralized mess. It's like not just like stump. It's like it's like kind of like parts of it are still hanging on to the stump and stuff. And it's like I was like, holy, yeah, and disgusting. Like I I played it on at the time. My PC wasn't as powerful as my PS4, I guess, or my GPU. I don't know what it was, but. It looked better on the PS4, or looked more, you know, high fidelity, and that was upsetting to be like, oh god, and then go to PC and go, oh, this is not as bad to look at. <laughs> so I'm curious what that looks like in the PS5 yeah. patch of Resident Evil Two. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just, I was just interested that it, like, like I, I, I knew the that the you get your arm cut off and in, in the whole thing where you're, you're. Mm-hmm. And then and then it's attached, but I didn't know that the the uh, first aid stuff being straight up like yeah, you just you just pour it on and it does make you magically better. Like I didn't know that that was like a yeah. legit part of the game. Yep. So I was like, oh, I interesting. Mean, that's always so, been kind of part of it with like the games yeah. with uh, with like the herbs and like you know you like right. well, basically I mean, yeah, smoke some I weed mean, and feel better. But, uh, but like it. Really, like, sh- showed off where it's like, where he's yeah. just like, "What the fuck?" And it's like, mm-hmm. it's not just taken for granted. That yes, this, like, they. Yes, magic... it is much more a part of the narrative in yeah, seven where... and eight, especially. Uh, so. Yeah, but it was, it was, it was, it was, it was interesting when I when I saw, like, it was like, oh god, oh no, fuck, I've got to run away from this guy. Oh, okay, but let's 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 pause a minute and uh, figure out what's going on with. Uh, this being able to magically reattach a leg because that's, uh, yeah, in- that's, I'm interested. I'd, I won't spoil anything for the for the <laughs> rest of it, but that's like that's why I keep, I say I always say that like eight recontextualized it for me in a way that makes the whole series more interesting to me is because oh, in the past yeah. in the past yeah. it used to always be like. I was never into it because everything was like, oh, it's the T-virus. It's the T-virus. It's the T-virus. Whatever fucking weird thing you're seeing, it's the T-virus. It's not like... like the <laughs> no, sometimes it's drama. the G-virus. Sure. <laughs> the character drama never really interested me, and it was just like, okay, so it's just like... The government conspiracy part of this is actually very paper-thin and simple. It's just the corporation owns the government, mm-hmm. and the corporation does bad things, and virus time, baby. And so the fact that Seven has a lot more of a, like, what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. here is really yeah. drew me in a lot more narratively. And by the end of it in 8, now I'm like, well, now I want to go back and see the rest of these stories that they're telling through the remakes because they're not changing the stories immensely necessarily in the remakes, but they're, like, you know, they're clearly informed to some extent by what they're doing narratively with the current mm-hmm. trilogy. So Yeah, um, yeah and, they're, and they're interesting 
interesting stories. So I'm I'm interested to see more more of that. So it's 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 good to good to know because yeah, I know. I, like for the first hour, I was like, "Why did they talk me into it's... playing this game?" <laughs> but now I'm just like, "I'm like, They're okay." Fucking incredible! I knew you would like it eventually. And <laughs> and I guess what I it's like for me that narrative stuff too is like this isn't um this isn't a reference in a way that spoils anything at all. But it's kind of akin in a sense to like part of why I like Marvel so much is yeah, I don't really care that much about like. I do like Captain America, so that's kind of a bad example. But there's, like, some mundane superheroes. I'll use Captain America as an example. If Captain America, because it's true, actually. If Captain America existed in a world with just Captain America, I'd be like, I don't really give a shit about this guy that's, like, does vague criticisms of sociopolitical systems and throws mm-hmm. a shield and punches people. But the fact that I know that Captain America is in a world where Doctor Strange also exists and he's doing, like, crazy magic shit that's like okay well now i find captain america inherently more interesting mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like the fact that there's interesting narrative stuff that's happening in resident evil 7 and 8 makes me more interested in the like oh t t virus zombie outbreak stuff in like resident evil 2 because i know that somewhere there's other interesting stuff going on and it's not just the sort of what i would consider what i always considered kind of boring uh conceits of those other games um so then the fact that like the gameplay is extremely good is enough mm-hmm. of a hook. <laughs> uh so yeah. I am I I you're talking about this and I was like what if I play Resident Evil 7 again and then I was like wait I should actually finish the Resident Evil 2 remake on my PC. You should. And then and so I'm inst- I'm now installing Resident Evil 2. <laughs> Re- yeah. Oh god, that game is just perfect. It's a yeah, perfect video game. Pl- I mean, people who listen might recall, I think it's really, really good. I just tried to play it on Xbox, and mm. I can't. the controller aiming was uh, just... Yeah. I'm so bad at aiming with a controller, and it was frustrating to me. I know that, like, you can get through it without having really good aim, but I missed so many. It was the first time that you run into a, um, a liquor mm-hmm. where I was, like... I just, like, unloaded a full cl- magazine, and I didn't even hit it one time. Mm. And I was like, this yeah. sucks. This fucking sucks. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm really bad at aiming with a controller. So with a mouse and keyboard, I will be able to ace gamer, crack it, and mm-hmm. not have any yeah, Like even having played on both, uh, like even with the uh, you know mouse and keyboard, more precise aim, the way they've coded that stuff is very clever and you know the the zombies are like dodging out of the way and just mm-hmm. like walking yeah. erratically which is I uh like yeah it's it's very clever design and uh like the only bad thing i can say about resident evil 2 remake is that like the b-side playthroughs aren't that different uh from the a-side yeah, playthroughs yeah I, no well, it's totally fine it's, that's the only complaint i have <laughs> and it's still very wanna... good if I can get through it in the next 10 days or so, I'll pick up um, Resident Evil 3. Because I know that people were like kind of bummed about that one. But it seems like the main reason is that it's very short. Yeah, it's, um, it's very short. And, and it, so 16 bucks seems like a good yeah Yeah, yeah. No, that, that is a perfectly fine amount. I played that game still like three times. <laughs> I think I, I tried to speedrun it a bit. and uh, it, But it just felt... Uh, so kind of linear um that it yeah. wasn't 
I'd like to see it, but, but yeah, I know it's there, there's good stuff in there and it's it's fun and it's got some good it's some really good writing. Uh, I think they've done a really good job of matching the campiness of the previous games while still trying to make it like more modern. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's, no, I, and that's that's in general. I mean, one of the things that I've been enjoying about about this is that it's like. I, I know that it gets more campy than Resident Evil 7, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I feel like it, there's a good mix of, of like, a little bit of the camp, but versus actual, like, genuine, really good horror. And... Yeah, it Resident Evil 7 is, like, they were just set out to make a horror game, whereas I feel like with the other games in the series, they're trying to, you know they're trying to be funny or campy if like mixed in there whereas seven just felt like we're gonna make a horror game or like a horror movie so mm-hmm. it's a little bit of an outlier uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the series which is interesting yeah and, and i'm interested to see to try other games in the series and play them because it's a I, i'm i'm enjoying this but i also really enjoy the kind of campy uh yeah, um, yeah you know Right, right after I played eight, I was like, "Man, I I loved eight. I think seven. I think I like seven more." But in retrospect, now I actually think I like eight even more than seven, uh, because it is campier and it is more of an action game than seven. But mm-hmm. it's doing a lot more different things and doing them pretty and, well, and not like overstaying its welcome with any one part. Yeah, and I wouldn't say that it's an immersive sim, but, like, it is in a... It's more of an action game than just a survival horror game, and in a lot of ways, it's, like, the best just first-person shooter, single-player first-person shooter I've played in... Sure, yeah. ...quite some time, um, which is saying something, I think, which I wouldn't say about Seven. I would say Seven's the best horror game. Yeah probably like top three of my favorite horror games and i don't know if i would say that about eight but i would say that eight's one of my favorite shooters that i've played which is weird okay. yeah that's um, yeah it's weird because mechanically eight isn't like it's not like a, a total paradigm shift necessarily no. like it's it, it, it's, it's uh mechanically it's not different i mean there there are differences but mechanically yeah, it's some. pretty similar but it's like tonally and the way and that stuff is rolled out and, and stuff. yeah the way the stuff is presented is very different. Yeah, it's cool. I think you will like it if and when you get to it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna definitely try to because I'm 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 really enjoying this, and it, it's it's just it's generally, you, you know, it, it, I mean it's it's kind of stereotypical to say that it's it's fun to be scared, but it 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 was I was like after playing it for a few hours last night, I was like, oh, it's, it's fun to feel scared. And uh, I generally am at the point where I've watched enough horror movies that horror movies don't really scare me very totally. much at I, all. Yep, so, I'm... like, watching a horror movie, I'm just like, hmm, okay. And, like, I, I still really like a lot of horror movies, and uh, I, think they're, I think they're really good. It's just that they aren't really necessarily scary. Totally. Um, so now I'm just, like, I'm, like, playing this, and I'm like, Media is really freaking me out right now, and this is kind of fun, but also, yeah. like, ah, it, I'm really it's, sc- it's, legitimately scared. For so me, it's... horror movies are either, like, they're doing something, like, 
in a way that I appreciate, not not in a, but they're doing something that's like upsetting enough that it's scary for me. Like if you yeah. think of like Ari Aster films and stuff, oh, yeah. like those movies are um really good. Yeah, no, and, those are fantastic but, but movies. They're not fun. <laughs> no, uh, they're like they're they're scary and they're doing stuff to like kind of fuck you up, and that's. I and appreciate like that kind of horror unsettle too. Unsettle you too, like like watching yes. something like Hereditary. It's like I, it's not necessarily like I feel terror, like extreme terror or extreme fear. But I'm just you just watch that movie, you feel like just completely unsettled for the entire movie. Yeah, you know? and and so there's either horror movies like that that are like kind of extreme in a way that they're, um like almost upsetting which i still appreciate and think is has mm-hmm. value if it's handled you know with care and and properly but like no horror movies that are not doing that are really scary to me anymore i'm not like this yeah. just not i might jump if there's like if yeah I'm in the theater and there's a big oh, loud yeah. jump scare sure i'll jump but i don't go home and think about them and get like and 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 and, and get scared so i'm hoping that nope does that because uh, oh god i, I like, hope that's a... g- generally jordan peele's movies are not necessarily i'm sitting in the theater and i'm scared out of my skin but they at least make me go home and think about them and yeah go no like, i definitely man yeah that's... definitely for both get out and us i i had that feeling where you're just like i'm gonna think about this movie for quite a bit it's not necessarily like um and you know i'm gonna feel like like extreme amounts of terror or fear but oh that's next week. Oh, I'm excited about that, actually. Yeah, I might go to go to see it. I my first the first horror movie that I ever saw was Signs, and oh, uh, that, which I still love that movie. That's um, a good movie. You know, no that that uh, fucked me up when I was a kid. And uh, the birthday party scene, scene oh, is just oh. no. I, I, I good man. I, I I one of the things that I just remember I I. I started watching it with, like, I think my dad, but then I think, I forget whatever happened, and I finished it on my own in in my um, parents' basement, and I think it just come out on, on like, DVD, so I, I, I was still, you know, relatively young, and uh, at one point, I think, like, either a neighbor's cat or a stray cat, like, walks across the window, like, in, you know, the upper window in my parents' basement, and it, like freaked me out because i'm just yeah. like what the fuck is that especially yeah. that since it was like right at the end when they're all the aliens are trying to get into their house and you're just like yeah i'm like what <laughs> the fuck is happening over here um yeah no and and that's that's kind of what's been fun about this this game is it kind of brings it's bringing me back to that kind of watching a scary movie as a kid and you're genuinely like terrified and it's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's it's good it's fun it's because, good yeah I like a lot of horror movies, but yeah, it's they they generally aren't like gonna make me feel that anymore. So I'm, I'm it's it's very nice. Definitely. Play, once you're feeling, I wonder if you even run. I don't think that's gonna oh. support. We'll have to play Phasmophobia sometime. Ooh, that's, that one, that's a good that's a good group horror experience. Yeah. It does. It has controller support. It's it. Oh. I think it says it's deck verified. Okay, so we can play okay. Yeah, sometime. this is I, I'm playing um, you know, uh for the listeners, I'm playing on my uh Steam Deck and it's not listed as being verified um on Steam Deck, uh, but it's still running perfectly, so And I think the That's Steam Deck it. has a microphone and stuff built into it, so you could do 
um it does yeah 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 so you we could play phasmo and you can talk one of the key things with phasmo is you have to use the in-game voice chat because yeah it does stuff with the in-game voice chat oh i bet that game very fun cooperative uh, yeah, so no, that, 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 that I've I've watched I've watched a couple playthroughs at that. Yes, well, it's, it's my interesting. partner will now play I'm, with us too. I'm uh, it's 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 interesting because I've watched a lot of playthroughs of horror games and I'm interested in them. So now I'm like, okay, I'm defeating uh, Resident Evil Seven. So now I can go play other horror games, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited well, to kind of jump into jump into this because i'm very excited for you to play some super massive games because oh yeah those are like those you'll love those yeah i'm excited to play those too i think a big part of it is to me it's like for me horror and sci-fi i really 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 love fantasy but i well aside from the works of brandon sanderson i have not encountered a any fantasy that truly creates the sense of wonder in a different way, like, and fascination any differently than something like Lord of the Rings does, which was, like, my first major exposure to fantasy. So, for example, like, especially in video games. For example, Mm -hmm. like, I really enjoy the Elder Scrolls series. It's one of my favorite series. I don't think that anything will happen in Elder Scrolls Six that makes me go, like, whoa holy shit that's wild like i don't think it's gonna happen i will probably i mean if that game is as good as skyrim i will be very into it and play a thousand hours of it but it's like it's kind of like reading like i don't even know how to describe it it's it's just because it's like one of my favorite genres but it just doesn't have that same sense of um wonder for me that something like science fiction does where like when I get into Destiny raids, there's been a number of times where in voice I'm just like, holy shit, this looks incredible because the it's so mind-bending and, and stuff. And I feel like horror is the other genre that has the potential to create that sort of like, oh wow, I'm looking at something very impre- like weird mm-hmm. and cool right now. And it's not even always like necessarily the spectacular moments even when it's just the 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 you know reattaching your leg or something it's like <laughs> whoa this is weird this is this um, is i i did not expect this to be happening here yes yeah, no. that's yeah that's think, that's it's that surprise i guess that's what it is when yeah. i open a when i open a cave in a fantasy rpg I may really have a great time exploring it, but I don't go like, oh, wow, there's skeletons in here. Like, it's yeah. like, yeah, no, fucking course. Environmental storytelling, get, Pat, come on. I <laughs> and I dig I it. I get what but... you mean, though, because I feel like even before I liked stuff like horror movies, I was kind of like, liked the idea of them. And I'd like, re- like watch stuff about them or watch like, I don't know, or like read about them because it's just like I, I don't know like there's there's a feeling of somebody has thought of this thing that nobody else has thought of yes and they're exactly. gonna share that yeah. with you and For you're sure. like what the fuck that is totally <laughs> and, it yes yes that's a very that's a very fun experience um and then it, there's also the the fun experience about how uh so many so many people who create some of the most fucked up things in the world uh, for horror are also like just like the sweetest people and you're just yes. like like uh, Jinji Ito who seems like 
the loveliest person. I I need to read more of his manga. I I've been avoiding it because there's for some reason the idea of like owning physical copies, and I know I don't have to, but I kind <laughs> it's of very want to. cursed. There's some, there's some, exactly exactly well. where I'm like it's like it's like they're real on my shelf, but then he seems like the loveliest loveliest well, man ex- who's creates yeah. the f- most fucked up manga ever. Have you, how much of of his work have you read? Uh, only a couple of the short stories, not very. Have much. you read the um? Uh, God, what is the name of it? Um, Uzumaki? The, no, Amagara Fault. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That fucked okay. me up for, like, ever. That's a, that one, me too. That, that um, one, like, that was one where I read it, and it, like, I could not stop thinking about it for... Yes. A, for yes, a good couple yes, of days. Same. Where I'm just, um, Yeah, no, that one, that one fucked me up. Um, his work is, his work is challenging in the sense that it is really 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 upsetting i think um <laughs> yeah. uzumaki have you read uzumaki no i haven't and i, I need it is to do uh that. And... Uh, yeah it is it is a uh rough <laughs> i've yeah. only uh, seen the movie rough journey i don't think i could well the movie probably isn't as upsetting as the manga because it's uh <laughs> there's uh, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's li- action, live action, live action. Yeah, I can't and they do some do. gruesome stuff with like you know special effects and like it looks pretty practical, but yeah, you know is. people yeah, yeah. people getting you know twisted up and torn up. Uh, I should check out World of Horror again because that looks like they've yeah. updated yeah, it quite like a bit. It, yeah, no, that's real. That I I I have that on my. Steam wishlist because that seems like a really cool, um, cool thing. Yeah, no, it's so I'm trying to, uh, I guess, um, conquer some of the things of horror that I that I've been wanting to enjoy yeah. more of, and it's very fun. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I I forget where, but somebody I think like what it was like ten years ago or something. Somebody linked Amigara Fault in something, and it was like. I was just like, okay, I'll read this manga, and you're just like, it's fucked up. It's fucked really up. Internet, <laughs> internet was a mistake. Internet was a mistake. But like the last, good, there's like the but, last yeah. page, and you're just like, I, I just like, I was just like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's Suzumaki every like three or four pages. <laughs> like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> it is. It is. I actually find his manga more upsetting than most movies because I think it's that oh. like it almost has the video Absolutely. game element of like you have to turn the page. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. You have to force like. I mean, that's the thing with horror movies now. For me, it's like, well, it's gonna happen either way. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so you could just. So you just watch it and you go. I know the and, scary thing is gonna come up. I know it's gonna be over. But like with that, it's like you have to force yourself through the. Yep. Story. And I don't close my eyes at horror movies. I haven't. I in, don't either. No. In my adult life, really. But um, there's always that defense mechanism where you know you could just yeah. like shut your eyes and plug your ears, and then yeah. like whatever happens isn't gonna get to you. Yeah, <laughs> there, exactly. But there is some that stuff that's where. A possibility. Yeah, there's some stuff where I like I just can't like it doesn't even have to be a horror movie if it happens in like in castaway with uh the fucking tooth scene i'm like no i'm not gonna look oh, at sure, that sure. I, you know I stuff like that where i'm just like, like that, yeah. you know like body 
stuff is just like I don't need to see this. Uh, I mean, anymore it, the compound fractures, particularly of the leg variety, are no, the way more upsetting to me. Yeah, so like, <laughs> um, there's a scene in The Boys season one where someone mm-hmm. just gets like kicked so hard that their leg snaps mm-hmm. and sticks uh, out. Yeah, and it's uh, see, what, okay when Ugh. when when it's the when when the bones involved in any sort of. Uh, break in anything that's that's yep. that's what that's, fucks me up and it doesn't it, bother me in video games because it's because uh, i can tell it's not oh, yeah, real yeah. looking mm-hmm. but even if it's like kind of questionable special effects in a movie with a real person attached to it i'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm just like uh, I, can't, yeah. I gotta look away at that stuff I, yeah and i know it's kind of uh, maybe even overwrought, but anything that has to do with the eyes, it's like nope, 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 nope. nope. <laughs> eye stuff and teeth eye stuff doesn't bother me teeth stuff bothers me less now it used to bother me a lot more but now mm-hmm. that i'm right with my dent- dental Jesus. <laughs> the two stuff is less upsetting. Uh, like, dentist stuff doesn't bother me, but I just don't want to see, like, people getting their mouth tortured. Like, that's just... Sure. Uh, yeah. Or, like, I watched this... There's, like, this Taiwanese movie on Netflix, I think, called Incantation, uh, which is a found footage movie, and I, I don't really like found footage movies, but there's, like, some tooth stuff in that where it's, like extra teeth and i'm like oh no there's no extra teeth that's just ugh. yeah but yeah. uh yeah that's uh that's so resident evil 7 teeth. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I, i'll i'll be interested to play more of that and uh and, we'll and, look forward yeah. to your updates absolutely yes. yes uh you've also played something else this week yeah, I don't know how much I need to talk about it since uh, from the hell of the Louisiana Bayou to the the hell of heaven. Hell? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I started playing Neon White, um, which is really which is really fucking cool. Uh, yeah, Pat's talked a lot about it recently, so I don't need to talk too much about it. But it's uh, but I've been playing that also on my uh, Steam Deck, and it's the it's 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 just a really good feeling game to play it's just one of those like uh, like i don't know it's 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 hard to describe but there are certain like there are certain times where you pull something off and it just is like it just feels so good and it's uh basically if 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 you haven't heard those previous uh uh discussions it's 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 like a shooter slash platformer where you are trying to go as fast as you can to exterminate demons um as this character neon white basically trying to earn a place in heaven for for a time and it's uh really uh it's it's really just really well done in in so much of how it it goes with the style Mm -hmm. with the aesthetics with this writing with the gameplay like there are certain times where where you've like chain together certain movement things in, in one and you just are like I didn't think I would be able to do that but here yeah. we are and and it feels so good to be able to do that and there's just there's just so many different cool aspects of that game it's it's just like yes. so stylish and so fun the, um I I had the I do this thing sometimes I talk to myself when I play games that I are mm-hmm. like puzzly kind of um yeah and I always I have to say to the part my partner like I'm working this out I'm talking to myself don't worry don't yeah. don't you don't have to listen to me and I did that you know like so often with neon white where I would be like and I do this and then I do this and then I do this and then I do that and it's really really like satisfying to find those yeah. moments where you realize that like oh wait 
I can get up over this tiny piece of level geometry if I just had a rocket launcher. And then, like, you go, well, but, but wait a minute, there's an enemy that drops a rocket launcher down this corridor. So if I just find a way to, like, get there, get the rocket launcher, and then go back as fast as I can, I can get up over that. And if I can get the time of that down to five seconds, then I actually save five seconds because it would have taken me ten seconds to go all the way around. And that stuff <laughs> exactly, is yeah. so satisfying to find. Yeah, no, and that's very, yeah, it's very, very satisfying if, to figure those little things out and then finally get through that and get a um, a, a higher rank. I don't know if I'm ever going to be somebody who gets all the, the all the very highest ranks or, or the secret uh, developer time ranks, <laughs> certainly not, but it's it's very fun to to get like even even just like a gold rank where you're just like I I did it I I pushed this game further than I thought I could push it and I pushed my time further than I thought I could push it and it makes and and it's 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 a, like it feels like an almost an um I mean I know know that speedrunning is like part of the writing into it but I I wonder if this is gonna get people into speedrunning um in general because it feels just so good to be able to uh shave just like milliseconds off of your time and in a specific level it's 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 very fun yeah uh, yeah yeah so great game i yeah so it's a very good game i'm i'm very much enjoying it uh it's it's also the also the music is really great and uh oh, this this the 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 writing is also very very fun it's uh uh, it's, 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 and then you have the voice acting, which is all superb. It's just in mm-hmm. general, just such a well-made game and it's, it's very fun to enjoy. <laughs> so I'm, I've been having a, having a ball with, uh, Neon White and I, I'm excited to play more. Um, I think Andre stepped away a little bit. I, uh, also, uh, Played a little bit of the uh, of a new uh, playdate game, which was, oh, which was pretty good. Good. Yep. Oh yeah. Hi, Andrew. He's back. Um, oh yeah. Back. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I don't. Uh, don't know how much I loved it, uh, but um, there's a game where you play uh, where it's called Pick Pack Pup, where it's like a matching game, um, but it's also you're working at what is clearly a proxy for uh, an Amazon warehouse and are increasingly realize, hey, this is kind of fucked up, this job. I don't know if it's necessarily a good uh, puzzle game. Um, it's, it's fine, but I don't know if I necessarily love it as much as a puzzle game, but it's, a, but it, it, it's, 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 it's interesting and I'll, I'll, I'll be interested to see more of that as well. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe it'll pull a Riverdale and have some pro union messaging in there. Yeah, no, I, I mean it's definitely very much not, um, you know, pro, it's not pro that Amazon warehouse, but it's yeah, also, sure. It's it's very it's very much like hey, this is fucked up, but it's I I just uh, the the uh, puzzle aspect of it is is not hitting mm-hmm. me as well, but. Not every game can be Resident Evil 7 or Neon White, sadly. So, Exactly. Exactly. But uh, I do hear Pat played uh, 
a puzzly game that seems nightmarish in its (laughs) yeah i so there's a different kind of horror yeah there's um uh for those who don't know um zachtronic's final game last call bbs came out in early access recently it's also on game pass and it and it's so cool looking and i kind of was like man i haven't really ever played one of those games i own several of them and they're cool um the little bits i've seen but i've never really dove into one and seriously played it i've gotten them in all in like humble bundles and mm-hmm. as part of like humble monthly and stuff like that before so i only needed like i had to spend like ten dollars in the steam sale to complete my collection of zachtronics puzzle games at least there's a few other sort of non-puzzle games that uh that they also have come out with over time. So I'm trying out Space Chem, which was mm-hmm. the first big game that they made, or the first game, I shouldn't say big, but the first game that they made after Infiniminer. For those who don't know, that was, Zachtronics originally created Infiniminer, which is like the the precursor to Minecraft. Um, mm-hmm. Without oh. Infiniminer, Minecraft wouldn't exist because uh, mm-hmm. Notch basically owned up to the fact that he basically like took all of the ideas from Infiniminer and to, to make Minecraft. And um, then Infiniminer kind of flopped because they fucked up. A, it's, it's more complicated than this, but they fucked up yeah. a release of the code and it resulted in like the, the basically the game being unstable and broken forever um, because it was easily exploitable and all this stuff. Um, so uh, they, they basically stopped making it shortly thereafter. But they made Space Chem, and I didn't know really anything about this game other than that it was a hard puzzle game, because Zachtronics mm-hmm. games are always hard as fuck. And this game, it's so wild. It's like, it's a 10-year-old game, so or more than that, so I'm not going to talk about it for a long time. But this is a game where you, like, start out, and you're making molecules, basically, where you have these four quadrants and two of them on the left are input quadrants that will give you certain atoms that you then combine in the middle four squares. This grid is like um, 10 by 10 and the middle 10 by 10, right? Sorry. No, it's 10. It's five by eight. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's four in the middle spaces that are bonding spaces so and then you have these um what do they even call them they're like these little these little circles that you can move around on tracks on this grid to pick up the input atoms and then take them to the middle to then bond them with other atoms and then they have to pick those molecules now up and take them to the output squares on the right side and so you have all these like commands. So you're you're telling it the you can tell the the little circles that pick things up to like start and stop and sync up with each other and then pick up the 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 atoms and molecules and then move them and drop them and um and then you have to have them go over little bond instruction plates and that tells the four in the middle to bond and um, sometimes you have to to um, remove bonds and stuff. It's 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 very complex. But at the end of the day, you're you're trying to place these these atoms, combine them into molecules, and then take the molecules to the output. And then it has this like holy shit moment where you start by doing that, and you you realize that that's how it works. And then it zooms out to the factories on the planet, where then it's like okay, now you have 
you're starting with two factories that come that that produce the basic atom and you have to do move pipes to refineries that you're oh placing. Oh my god. And then that is how the atoms get to the four quad the, the left side quadrants is you're actually moving them from another location and then you zoom into that refinery and do the puzzle to create the molecule. Mm. Then that becomes the output from that one that you're then moving <laughs> To another, to another refinery oh with another input <laughs> to create compounded molecules. And so now it's like that molecule that you made at the first refinery is the input at the second refinery with an input of another molecule from another refinery. And then you're eventually trying to create this output that you're, that you're taking to a shuttle. And so what that means then is like sometimes the puzzle is already hard enough to create a like... Uh, a, a certain molecule that has like four atoms in it and you figured out how to do it in a way that's shaped like because the shape doesn't matter it's where the bonds are located that's how chemistry works you learn yeah. about chemistry from playing this game too so it doesn't matter if it's an l shape or a straight three shape as long as the molecules or the atoms are in the right order but so you might go well i'm going to make this an l shape because that's easier because there's four squares in the middle. So by dropping them in an L shape, I can bond them easier. Uh -huh. If I wanted to make a straight line, I would have to bond two, then pick those two up and move them, and then uh -huh. bond another two. And so you go, I'll just do the L shape. But then you realize, well, fuck, the L shape here makes it really hard to make it work at the next refinery. Uh -huh. So now it's, well, I got to go back and refine that process and get it into a straight shape, which is going to cause you to have to redo your entire... Mm -hmm. um, your your entire puzzle there, uh, because the thing to keep in mind here too is that these the little I wish I could remember what they're called the little discs that move around and pick up the atoms, they're always moving. Like you can stop them and make them sync with each other, but mm -hmm. it's not like you can sit there. You have to design it so that it's an automated process for all of this to happen. You can't sit there and like control the individual one and tell it to like move and pick them up. So you're designing. Because the idea is that you are working in this space chemistry factory, and so it has to be automated because yeah. that's the whole thing. And so when you get it, it is just like, holy shit, I am the smartest person alive. Like, it is <laughs> like, I, I, it is, uh, and then you see the score screen and saw that, see that like everybody else did it with 20 less steps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, motherfucker. Like, um, yeah. But it's really good, and it's definitely the perfect. I'm going to jump on and work on a puzzle for a half hour. Um, Cause it's, it's got that almost um, it's in no way, shape or form. Is it like a crossword or, um, or, 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 or a Sudoku puzzle that doesn't function like that at all. However, I feel like over time, and I'm one of these people, we've kind of gotten into faster and smaller puzzles because it's become a like, well, I'm going to do this on my phone while I'm like laying in bed before I go to sleep or on a bus or whatever. And I kind of I realized that while I enjoy stuff like um not words and stuff like that where it's a which I still play most days where it's a like I spend 5 minutes on this puzzle and to complete it I like the fact that space chem is more akin to like the Sunday crossword where it's like no I'm going to be sitting down for like a half an hour to an hour mm -hmm. to really ring out this puzzle and work my brain on it and again talk to myself while I do it uh and I think it's really cool. It's making me excited to, I don't think I'm going to be able to finish it because from what I was reading online, it's like, 
when you get to like the third to last planet, there's like nine planets or something like that in the game. I'm on the third one now. It is like there are puzzles that a few people have solved late, like at the very final stages of the game, but that without cheating, it's very, very, very difficult. Interesting. And there's, I've, I was looking at like Reddit threads from like a month ago of people who are like, is this even a possible puzzle to complete? And then like 10 people replying and saying, no, it's not possible without <laughs> like doing this exploit and other people saying, no, it is. You're just not seeing it. <laughs> and so <laughs> the fact that there's like a contingent of people who actually think that the game is broken mm-hmm. and that, <laughs> that the last couple puzzles are not solvable tells me that I don't think that I'm going to be able to complete this game but I'm going to play it until I'm not having fun anymore and then move on to the next one. That's sure. probably a good It's <laughs> kind of my, my plan. Um, also, the writing is good in it. There's like a story and you unlock like new pieces of it every uh, every time, every few levels. And it's pretty good. Even if I bounce out of it, I'm going to look up the, the rest of the writing because I, I, I've actually enjoyed it. And it makes me understand now why Zachtronics made that Eliza visual novel that um, mm. that's the same people. Um, and... Uh, I always I thought for a while that they just published it, but they they did make it and wrote it, and it's it's pretty good. So I'm gonna play that at some point too, because um, I'm I'm enjoying their writing style a lot. So that's Space Chem. It's old. You should play. <laughs> People should who like puzzle games and having their minds wrought into weird shapes should play that game because it's cool. I don't even like. I, well, I shouldn't say that. I didn't even like chemistry really that much, mm. like academically. But this game is, has made me go like, wait a minute, this is kind of cool. The way that like mm-hmm. building blocks works. of life, baby. <laughs> and it really is. I mean, you can open up the periodic table whenever you want in the game. It mm. very much is playing with real rules of chemistry. Mm. Um, so it's cool. Uh, and then I, I have a couple other quick hits. I played. Um, <laughs> So they announced the other day that Conan Exiles is getting their biggest free content update ever. This is like my white whale survival game that I've always wanted to get into because I love mm-hmm. the Conan setting. Um, you know, again, plenty of very problematic stuff in Conan, like in Lovecraft. It's, it was written by an author in the 20s and stuff. Like, it's definitely got its issues. Um, th- those issues are in some ways present in the sense that there's like roving bands of cannibalistic tribes in Conan <laughs> Exiles and stuff. So, like, you could argue that some of that stuff is maybe insensitive, but um, the a lot of the really uh, um, kind of questionable stuff uh, in, in the original Conan stories, which even still is a whole... I'm not qualified to talk about it, but very interesting academic study of that, of Conan versus Lovecraft. They were contemporaries and knew each other. And there's like a lot of really interesting comparison pieces you can do between them and like the ways in which culture influenced their works. Uh, and it's fascinating, but anyway, um, mostly I like big ripped barbarian dudes and ladies fucking cutting heads off. And like the concept of low fantasy that, that, uh, that those stories introduced, um, and uh, so I've always wanted to play Conan Exiles because I also really like survival games, but I've never been able to find the right, like I did, didn't want to play them alone, but I didn't want to get my friends to hype us up to buy a server either because 
I don't know if I'm going to play it consistently or if we just want to play it for like a week or two and stuff. So we jumped onto an official PVE conflict server, which is an interesting thing that they do in this game where there are windows where you can do PVP, but you can't destroy each other's buildings. Okay. So you can't like grief people in the same way as you can in PVP. They have yeah. PVP servers as well, but this is like a nice sort of middle ground where during, I don't know what the, what they call it, but during the conflict periods, there's like one a day or something for like a half an hour or an hour or whatever. You can PVP with other people and it's like if you see another player, you can kill them and take their stuff. But if you don't want to deal with that, you can just go in your house and log out and they can't destroy your, your buildings or anything. Um, Get off my lawn. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, um, I don't know. I don't have a ton of, it's, it's cool. The new update sounds like it's going to be even more interesting. Um, this game has like (laughs) concepts, like you knock out NPCs and then drag them to your base and put them on the wheel of pain and then they become your thralls. (laughs) Uh, oh, so it's Metal Gear Solid (laughs) five. Yeah, sure. Kind of, um, And, um, they're going to, in this new update, they're finally introducing like magic magic. There's some magic now where you can like summon, you can perform like rituals and it'll give you like buffs and summon stuff, but they're going to come out with this, with sorcery in this next update where you can basically like play a, a sorcerer kind of character where you're like slinging spells and stuff at people in combat. And uh to unlock the spells you have to like knock people out and drag them to altars and sacrifice them to the dark gods that teach you magic okay <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. my buddy is playing as a cannibal so whenever we kill the whenever we fight like human npcs i mean you could do this with players too you can like chop them up and then he takes their meats and then he makes himself <laughs> okay <laughs> meat meals later as you do uh Wow. Just like, and the, the the funniest, I laugh, I, I didn't stop laughing about it, like, at all. So, it's extraordinarily childish. This game has full nudity. You can turn it off. You can have full nudity on. I highly recommend the, the Monster Factory that they did for this game that is, years ago. I was just going to say the Monster Factory, that is very holy, good. It's just, it is, when I say full nudity, I mean... We are talking full frontal male nudity and sliders, the whole package. The size oh yeah, endowment set. slider. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You got you got your booby slider because you know uh-huh. that's and people will go in. There's like mods to make the boobies even bigger, which is just <laughs> I'd. Um, is there a clean face mod for this? I don't want no dirty faces on my. No, I don't think anybody playing this game wants the faces to be clean. Um, <laughs> but the funniest, it is one of the funny, funniest things ever. We started just taking ha- taking pants off and hanging from the ceiling because you can hold onto the ceiling like monkey bars when you're inside of a house because there's a whole climbing mechanic thing where you, it's like mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild where you can climb up the sides of hills and mountains and stuff. You can also hang from the ceiling, and it doesn't really use much stamina at all. You can hang for like an hour, like hours there if you just <laughs> don't move because the stamina <laughs> drawing is from the moving. So it's just like you walk into someone was like, "Okay, I'll be back in like twenty minutes," and then you go into the uh, the house that we built, and there's just this ripped, fully nude man <laughs> with either 
a, a very small or very large penis because you know no middle sliders no just yeah. hanging out there staring you dead in the face and every time i knew i knew what i was gonna see when i opened the door and every time i lost my mind laughing because it was so funny uh, someone so. generated a nude tain exactly yes uh and whenever you die also you lose your clothes and you for, also for what it's worth you can control you can go into the options and turn the nudity off so if you don't ever want to see naked people you can you can turn the nudity off like that's that's mm. totally fine um servers can also disable the ability to turn the nudity on so like mm. it's there's there's tools in place if the nudity bothers you to not have to engage with it but i would say if the nudity bothered bothers you then i would assume that the like cutting somebody's head off to learn a magic spell might also have not be your favorite you would think <laughs> but people uh, are weird anyway when you spawn to like at one point we were exploring this plateau and there was a camp of of cannibals and uh we were like oh shit we can't really deal with them but then we got attacked by this epic boss hyena it's like this big hyena with glowing eyes and it could kill us in like a few hits and so we ran it into the cannibal camp and then they started fighting each other and then we managed to like slide off the plateau off of a cliff and catch a little lip to like hang on and my buddy missed and fell like he didn't grab and so he just hit the ground mm. and his legs like Ooh. here's a place where it doesn't bother as much his legs just like snapped off all the way <laughs> oh no <laughs> and so <laughs> he God. He spawned at our house and was like, we could see him from, because the scale of the map is pretty cool. We could see him from way up, probably like 200 feet up on this cliffside in this little alcove that we were in. And he's like now getting chased by a crocodile and an and, and a, and a exile, fully nude, running across the beach to try to get to back to where we are with his body. And he's yelling about like, can you shoot at them? And I'm like, dude, I can't hit. They're like really far away. It's like, like the arrow will go that far, but I don't think I can hit him. And in the meantime, this hyena is just ravaging this cannibal camp. <laughs> and there's all this screaming. And every now and then a body just gets like yeeted off the cliff and ragdolls past flipping down <laughs> onto the rocks below. It was very good. <laughs> it's wow. very stupid. Very, very stupid game. But, uh, <laughs> We're having a lot of fun with it, and we're just playing it on an official server, so um, it's like I don't have to. We don't have to pay server costs or anything. Um, very dumb, and I'm looking forward to their their sorcery update. They're changing a bunch of other stuff and adding a bunch of stuff there too. the The funniest part is they're adding a battle pass, and the community is like melting down because the like they're everyone's like well now there's a fomo battle pass forget it i'm done and like i get it i've mm -hmm. i've been frustrated with that stuff in the past i promise you that your life will be improved if you just let it go yes <laughs> stop caring yeah and just go you know what it's not gonna matter if you get that you know yeah magic themed horse saddle it's not gonna your life is not gonna really be affected one way or another there's only so um, much of that stuff you can actually use in the game like yeah you know you get all these skins or whatever or you know cosmetics whatever whatever it is and you can only you can't use it all at the same time like yes yeah, yeah and it's all cosmetic they don't yeah. that's how that's how it works um and you it's kind of weird because like 
they make DLC for the game now, which is why I don't understand why people are so mad because there's a hundred dollars in cosmetic DLC for age for Conan exiles that you can buy right now, which is ridiculous. Um, it's fine. I mean, I don't care, but yeah. it's, that's, it's like so much. And, um, it's like different nipples, different, like, well, it's like hair, different pubic hair, like weapons. <laughs> okay. Uh, that would be cool. I wish there was more <laughs> pubic hair customization. That's something they could learn from cyberpunk. Um, uh, no, the um, the, the the it'll be like a weapon skin sort of, but mm-hmm. because of how the cosmetics work, if you buy it, then you can just craft the item earlier. Mm-hmm. So some people complain that it is pay to win because you don't have to grind to unlock epic one-handed swords if you buy a cosmetic DLC that has epic one-handed swords mm-hmm. in it. But it's like you still got to get the materials to craft it. So yeah. I don't know. I think it's all. I don't know. I think it's funny when you crouch and the peepees flap around. That's <laughs> basically where I'm at with, with Conan Exiles. It's simple things so, in life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's like, it's like Nard physics where like the mm. the they they're they're tied to the hair physics. So if you're like hanging from the ceiling and there's wind and the hair is like blowing in the just, wind, you can imagine. Yeah, just thinking of like the way that hair will just like get yes! super janky yes! sometimes. Yes! Like exactly. the physics like restart and it just like flies up in the air. Yes. Imagine that, but with male okay. genitalia. It is. It. That's great. It's so funny. It's the funny. It's. Okay. Oh, it's endless joy. As long as you're not like freaked out by seeing mm-hmm. male male genitalia, then you, it's it is so fucking funny. Um, wow, yeah. that's yeah, really it's something quite the there. Game. It's quite the game. Um, and I I played a, a I don't know. It's I don't want. I really don't want to talk about it at length. Seriously. Right. So I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention it really quick. Because it was a game that I just dip, flew under my radar. I played a game, a board game called Anachrony this week at a friend's house. Um, big recommend if you're interested in worker placement. I uh, don't even know how many people listening actually play board games. But um, if you are into worker placement genre of games, which for people who don't know is typically Euro games where you like games with European design aesthetic and methodology where you have a, a pool of little guys and you put the little guys out on spaces on the board and that's how you get to do things and usually by putting a little guy on a space you block somebody else from doing it so it's kind of like there's usually not a lot of hidden information either so it's it's very like okay i'm gonna like outplace my guys to somebody else and they're usually pretty this thing to zolkin is a game that's a great example of this where the mechanics are are brilliant like they're very 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 tight mechanically and the very good puzzles but the theme often is just like so so boring not even the concept like Tzolkin is a game about um i think it's um mayan people you're like building a mayan village which ostensibly very cool concept for a game in practice because the art is so boring it's like not interesting to look at at all mm. and the same thing is true of like game of I don't even remember if it's work. I think it's Viticulture is one where you're like running vineyards and it's just so really well made mechanically. It was so boring to look at. Um, and so this Anachrony game is a worker placement game, but it's this wild, like 
lore of like the world is ending and so these it's sci-fi and the the four factions have figured out how to travel through time so the game is all about like I'm going to borrow a worker from the future, but that means that then somewhere down the line in the game, you have to send the worker back in time or mm. else you're fucked because you create an anomaly that hurts you. And so it's very interesting mechanical concepts of like, and timing of like, well, I really need some water, which is a resource right now. So I'm going to take two water from the future, but I best be ready to pay that two water back in four turns because if I'm not, then it's going to fuck me over. Um, really cool game. And you have to do... Th it's like dual worker placement too because you have these exosuit. My friend has the big expensive Kickstarter box. That they have like little plastic minis for the exosuits, which are very cool. But you also have to put a pilot in them too. So you have like different classes of pilots and then they take the exosuit out and they do different things. So like you build buildings in your on your faction sheet and they give you additional capabilities and to build buildings, you need certain resources. And so if you send an engineer out to go get those resources, then when they come back, they come back um, ready to do another thing. Whereas other classes, there's three classes four because one of them's a wild card class, but then the three classes, like if you said an administrator to go mine resources, the administrator is going to come back tired and then you're going to have to spend water to wake them up or lower morale to wake all of your workers up. And it creates these cool scenarios where, like, I researched a super technology in, like, the first turn of the game where my workers, it was called, like, synthetic endorphins. So I basically made my workers into, like, cyborgs. So they never had to drink water again. So wow, I could do the, the normally your workers get tired. And then, like I said, you have to spend water to wake them all up and get them back on their feet. It's representing like giving them rest and stuff. Or you can just say like, we're not giving you anything, get back to work now. And their morale goes down. You lose points for it. And eventually you can start killing workers by doing it that way. But with my synthetic endorphins, I could just do that. And it never had negative consequences. I could just make them go back to work forever. Um, and so that changed the whole way that I like, I played the game totally differently than the other two people I was playing with because they were having to come up with water resources to either pay for their guys or, to worry about not having the water and then their morale goes down. What allowed um, you to get that so early, whereas they couldn't? Uh, so it, there's a super project, like a super research project every um, round, essentially. And that happened to be the first one. And mm. I just focused on getting it. And to pay for those, you have to spend you have to have resources and then spend them. Mm. And I was just in a good position to rush for it. I actually ended up getting crushed in the game. I lost by like the, the second and third place. We only had like five victory points between us, but the person who won won by like 20 points. Wow. Um, we're talking like, I had like 47, mm -hmm. my buddy had 52. And then the person who won had like 73 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh we and and but then when you get that super project it also goes on your board and it blocks two spaces that you could put buildings on too so mm. there's a little bit of a trade-off and they're kind of expensive so there's not a lot of randomness to the randomness comes in the form of those super projects and when they're revealed and when buildings are revealed but there's not a lot of randomness for like you're not like there's one mechanic where you roll two dice but other than that one mechanic 
you're not like doing a lot of randomized stuff. There's no like decks of cards or anything, and there's no hidden information at all. You don't have any. The only time there's any hidden information is during the phase where you decide what you want to pull back from the future. Everybody has a set, a set of tokens that allow them to select those things, and you secretly pick which one you're going to do, and then everyone reveals them at the same time. But there's no hidden hand of cards or anything. So I really liked. I thought it was very cool the way that they have that sort of borrowing mechanic where you're taking stuff from the future and the um, the mechanic of putting a pilot in an exosuit to go do a worker placement action uh, is is very neat. Um, and then the theme is very cool too. The the time traveling stuff is cool. They actually they actually have like a whole short story written about it on their website. So it's got like the characters have lore and stuff. Um, and I. The only I'm glad my buddy has this big box of it because it means I don't really have a lot of drive to buy it myself. Um, sure, but I really hope that he wants to play it more because we we played it because he had it's it's like one of his favorite games and at one point I said I had never played it and he was like oh well we got to play Anachrony then and it's not a new game it's been around for years but um it, but but now I'm hoping we get to play it more because. That's I I totally want another crack at it. Uh, it's it's a great example of a game where I at least wasn't getting like tilted or upset at all because I wanted to do the cool thing that I wanted to do. And I didn't really care if it was going to win me the game or not. I was still trying my best to score points, but mm-hmm. it was more about like completing the projects that I wanted to complete uh, than anything. Sure. So mm-hmm. yeah, cool cool game, very cool game. Nice. Uh, that's Anachrony. Uh, I played a game that I think maybe I should have talked about it after Resident Evil 7 because I think there is some some sort of connection to uh, the Resident Evil games uh, as a whole, but also to the Nonary games, uh, which are uh, quite fun and we've talked about on this podcast uh, years ago at this point. Oh, that's uh, so weird. Just came out on Game Pass, where you can play the Nonary games. Uh Escape Room Academy. Oh. Escape Room Academy, uh, as you might guess, is a game where you... Or is it just Escape Academy? Now I'm... I think it's just Escape it's, Academy. It's just Escape Academy. Um, it is a game where you are going through escape rooms, uh, like you might find in your local escape room uh, venue. I don't, I don't know what you'd call them. And solving puzzles and, you know, secret coded messages, put the key in the safe or, you know, put the code on the safe and get this item that lets you do the thing, crack a coconut over someone's head. I don't know. Uh, That's the kind of game it is. Uh, You're solving puzzles much like you would in a Resident Evil game where you're putting jewels in statues and pushing them around or finding the secret code and putting it in. Uh, it's on Game Pass. It just came out uh, this week. Me- uh, technically, it's kind of rough. It's locked to 30 frames per second, which is not the end of the world. You know, at least it's 30 frames per second. But, like, come on, it's on PC. What are you doing? Why would you do that? And apparently on Xbox, it's got some input lag issues. I didn't have any issues on PC in terms of that, but the 30 FPS was weird, and I thought there was like a bug but working as intended which is unfortunate uh but the actual game is 
you are somehow recruited to join an escape room academy where everyone is just learning how to escape from, you know, various situations and solve puzzles. And it's treated as though there are anti-escapists who do not like the idea of people escaping from rooms. (laughs) And like, it's basically set up as like, this is a super secret spy academy and there are people who are against the spy academy. Like it's very, it is a weird, very strange tongue in cheek framing that, uh, it's very thin on the writing. So if it hits or not for you is, you know, it's going to just depend on the person. It, it works well enough for me. Uh, and the puzzles are, while not super difficult, do require you to at least put some mental power into considering them. Like, I've got notes on my iPad here where I'm writing down, like, you know, the hints that are on the thing. I've got, like, you know, a bunch of notes here. You can see my, like, codes and uh, instructions that I'm like, okay, I have to run around this room and find all these instructions or, or DNA sequences and whatnot that I have to put into a machine and so I can get the tea leaves to make tea, you know, these over incredibly over elaborate situations where they put you in a hot room. Like we're going to put you in a 230 degree room to make some tea. And so you have to do it in the time limit. So you don't die. Like this seems excessive. (laughs) I don't think they could do that in real (laughs) escape rooms. No, no. Uh, But these, you know, this is the super secret escape Academy. And so, (laughs) You've got to help them make tea for some reason. Uh, it, you know, there's random stuff like that, or you got to go help. You go to see the janitor for some reason, and he's like, "Stay here, don't move." And then you're just like standing at the bottom of this like kind of maintenance area, and then it starts to flood, and you're just like, "Why is it flooding?" Oh no! Now I've got to figure out how to escape from this flooding room. And it seems like it's an accident. Like, he didn't mean to do this to you. It just started happening. Uh, as far as you know. I, You know, maybe. maybe maybe Jeb is a liar, and I can't trust him. But it's it's very, very strange. It's At no point is it treated like you were passing a, la- a lesson or something. It's just like, extra credit. You didn't die. <laughs> so it's... The ultimate uh, credit. Ex- yeah, not dying is uh, the best credit there is. Yep. And they're not, like, mind-bending, mind-bendingly hard puzzles or anything. They're more difficult than something you you might find in a Resident Evil, because those are just like, oh, you're finding one puzzle here or there. Probably about on par with stuff you're seeing in the Nonary games, but those are more static screens. This is you're walking around, like, a, you know, an actual 3D space, and... Mm-hmm you know, turning knobs and finding codes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's it's reasonably fun and enjoyable, and it's got a fun sense of humor. So uh, I'd say it's worth checking out on Game Pass at least. I don't it is know. On Game Pass. Okay, cool. Yeah, it, it looks is like it's co-op too. Yes, there is co-op, uh, so you can play uh, that with you know with other people if you so choose. It's perfectly fine solo too. Sure. Um, 
there is it's 20 bucks on steam but steam also has escape simulator i don't know what the difference is difference is though escape simulator says the best with two to three people uh but yeah it's i i have been curious about both of these uh sure so uh nice to check out uh, escape simulator came out last year and it's very positive reviews on steam so but yeah escape academy sure yeah uh Escape Simulator probably doesn't have so much of the uh, narrative around it. It's probably just a bunch of themed puzzle rooms, I assume. Sure. Where, like, there was some of some of them are like revealing, you know, stuff about the world. There's one where you have to. They find out that one of the founding members of the academy has been captured and is on some ship at sea, and so the headmaster is going to infiltrate and you need to provide support to her. So you're just in this office or like, you know, this, uh, you know, yeah, you're in an office, you've got a computer and you've got to message her clues or, uh, you know, affirmative, you know, 10, four or negative and stuff like that to help her navigate through the ship and find the solution to the puzzle, uh, which is, uh, was harder than it should have been for me. There's like, you're supposed to find the serial number for this turret that's shooting at her and send her the serial number. And you've got a camera that's looking right at the turret somehow. And like, but the serial number, it was, I'll, I'll spoil this one thing. It was a bone, like an icon of a bone Mm -hmm. that says minus B. And then it was like six letter D's. So you're supposed to uh, supposed to figure out, oh, okay, bone minus B. Okay, that's one. Six Ds. Hmm, six Ds. Six Ds. Sixty. Six I D's. see. Uh, uh, six Ds nuts. Yeah, exactly. I thought okay. somewhere was going. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, and then you have to send six Ds nuts over the radio to the headmaster, and then and she's like, like, very good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, it's, it's, it's a she. It's a she. Please, uh, women can be headmasters of the Escape Academy too. Allison, <laughs> there, please. Your sexism is they showing. Can also make these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, trust me. <laughs> Anyone can make a these nuts joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's Escape Academy. It's uh, it's a fun time. Check it out uh, on Game Pass if you've got it. Uh, if you're on Xbox, maybe wait a little bit so they can patch it because it sounds like it's not a great experience on there. But sure. besides that, it's uh, another you know game game worth checking out on Game Pass, uh, if nothing else. And uh, the last game I got here today is one I saw on Twitter and then peaked for a couple minutes before a podcast a few weeks ago and then forgot about. And then before this podcast, I remembered it, and I went back to it, and that is The Looker. The Looker is a, I want to say loving, but I don't know if that's the right word. It is a, it is a riff on The Witness, uh, the Jonathan Blow puzzle game, and it is... It has taken the piss out of the the serious nature of 
of the witness, which was very Good. up its own ass about its own about philosophy and putting random yeah. you know random videos that were just like, what am I watching here? And so that was all you know uh, if you remember that stuff from the witness and you go to check out the looker, which is ostensibly a puzzle game, though most of the puzzles are very simplistic. And you're so you start off in an area much like the courtyard from The Witness. Uh, in but in The Looker, your puzzles are mostly just connecting the words start and end in some way. Mm. Things do become a little more complicated as the game progresses, but for the most part, you're just connecting start and end and finding really the highlight of this game is walking around finding the audio logs that are scattered about and they are all read by this one man uh, probably the developer of the game maybe found someone to read them for him but they're pseudo-scientific uh pseudo-philosophical pseudo-intellectual uh but also just the most like shitpost random garbage like uh you can find one where it's talking about a, a letter from Marco Polo to Genghis Khan, Kublai Khan, uh, one of the cons. And Mm -hmm. talking about how things will disappear and appear in random places like a a thought, uh, a a nice memory will just appear in your mind or a prince will appear in a cell and he'll find that his crown has disappeared from his head, as has his name. You could help him escape from prison for 300 dunks or whatever they're called. And he will return the favor unto you many times. Uh, you know, the Nigerian prince kind of bullshit. Uh, or, you know, a dubious Deepak Chopra quotes uh, <laughs> coming up. And, uh, uh, Andre played a couple for me before the podcast and they were genuinely like super funny. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there. There's like a reveal of of yeah where the where the quote came from once, and it, it made me laugh mm-hmm. very hard. And I'm still gonna be thinking about it all day. I think. Yep. Yeah. There. It is taking the kinds of uh, pretentious philosophical media, um, or you know, and just you know poking fun at it in a very enjoyable way, where it's not like oh, if you think this, you're really fucking stupid. Just, it's just like, we're going to say some random shit that makes no sense, and we're going to make it sound like it's uh, from somewhere super important, uh, which is totally fine and uh, a good time. Multiple moments made me laugh out loud in just like a very short period. Like one just had me cackling at the reveal because, you know, it builds it up to be this super, uh, super ex- uh, dramatic, like, oh, this is the moment you've been waiting for. And then the result is just like, what what the fuck? Okay, sure. Why not? Uh, so, yeah, that's the looker. It's not super long. It's free on Steam. I, I think people should check it out because it's very funny. And the puzzle, there are some difficult puzzles in there that are like i had to like go and look at a guide to be like how what the i i cannot figure out what i'm supposed to do here 
and then see like, oh, okay, this is what I need to do. And that kind of opens up the rest of the puzzles to you. Um, so yeah, the looker on steam, go check it out. Cause it's very good. And I think that more people need to play it. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know if anyone has any news they're thinking about this week. Eh, not really. Okay. Kind of not, slow. Yes, things have that. definitely slowed down. Uh, we could there. If you want, if you want to talk about like Vault of Glass, I'm working on that. You want to? We could talk about the Iron Banner. That's I stayed up too I, late I, playing Iron Banner matches I, last night. I can't get the Iron Banner. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I, I, eh, I don't it's great. It's it. cool. I, I just eh, eh. It's a unique PvP mode. You get pinnacle gear for it. It's good. That's Pat. What has happened to you? Your number is <laughs> never going to go up with the way that you're thinking. Oh, it. You know, hey, you know what the secret is? My number doesn't need to go up. It's high yeah, enough. I mean, it does. It's high enough. It, it's. I guarantee you that it's not. If you want to do Grandmaster Nightfalls, it's not. I, I don't. <sighs> what are you even doing? They just, uh playing a lot of just, Apex Legends. I'm yeah, almost true. finished with the battle pass there. I'm there like I could finish it in within the hour if I wanted to. I I'm not oh. that desperate to, but you know, that's that's what I've been doing. Playing a lot of <laughs> Apex Legends. Uh Watson's very cool. They're doing the gun game is coming uh like this week, I think. Or is that next season? No, Gun Game is next season. They're doing shoddy snipers uh, this week. But yeah, they, that's they, a lot of Banner ex- School too because it's it's cool, yeah, weird, it's, different it's, modes. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's not as good as Apex Legends. Like mm, to each, yeah, for, to each for their different own. things for different things. Uh, PvP. Why would I pay Destiny PvP when I could play Apex Legends? Uh, <laughs> but oh, we won't we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, we won't. Uh, maybe someday, but we don't need to do that maybe. right now. Uh, but where we are going to go is to stop this podcast uh, today on episode 231 of the Game Fix podcast on July 16th, 2022. I've been your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. The Wet Gamer, a.k.a. your partner's favorite anime figure. You can find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. Allison, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. Pat, where can people find you? You can find me at PJC Plays. You can find the podcast on Twitter.com slash FixPodcast or at FixPodcasts. You can send us an email with your favorite Resident Evil moment to gaming at fix.space and you can send your love to Jeff Davis at Stranger Peace on TikTok, Twitter, and Twitch for their creation of our lovely theme music and uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of the Gaming Fix Podcast Podcasts? Podcasts Stay wet gamers <laughs>